It's time for the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole, the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty, serving you throughout the triangle, teaching you about the ins and outs when it comes to buying or selling a home. You can find the team online by going to acolerealty.com. That's A-C-O-L-E, realty.com, or by calling 919-578-3128. That's 919-578-3128. And now it's time for one of the top Realtors in the triangle, Angie Cole, and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. All right, let's get into some of our listener questions here. You can also submit these online at acolerealty.com. Jane has our first question in Durham. And Jane says, how many homes should I view before I buy one? Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, you know, I would say the general buyer does more viewing online versus in person. So they, you know, a lot of times they say on average, a buyer will start the home search, you know, a good like four to six months, if not more before they're actually ready to get out there and start buying. So I would say the typical buyer has already narrowed down their home search just from searching online, which you can go to our website to do that, acolrealty.com, everything that's in the MLS, you know, just automatically syncs over to our website. Um, but from there, you really can get a feel of different areas, what price points you should be considering, what you can get at that price point. And then you get out there and start looking at homes. I would say in today's market, the average buyer is looking at, I would say four to seven homes before they make a decision. Um, with the inventory levels where they have gone up, it is allowing buyers to kind of take their time a little bit more, look at more than one home before they make a decision where in earlier 2022, you looked at one home, you jumped on it, you made an offer. So there was a lot more sight unseen offers, buyers looking at one home, they jump on it, you know, they make an offer, hopefully go under contract. But I would say now with the amount of inventory, I would see on average, you're looking at around four to seven homes before they are moving forward with an offer. Every buyer's different. Sometimes it takes one home, others it could take 10 to 15. But again, we're seeing around four to seven. Four to seven. Okay, that's good to know and uh, very helpful. Thank you for the question, Jane. And I, I'd say that sounds about right for, uh, for for me, Angie. Even on the low end in some of our home searches, now the amount viewed online, endless. But oh, yeah, I'd say <laughs> we're, we're currently in, in the process of buying a home, and I think we uh, have already looked at more furniture stores for a specific couch that'll be perfect for the living room. Uh -huh. like we've been to more furniture stores than we actually went into house. houses. To yeah. <laughs> that, yep. So. I'm, I'm the same way, you know, when I have in my mind that, Hey, I think we're ready for a move. You know, typically it's, we go see one home and that's a home we buy. We are not looky lose going around and looking at homes. We already, we know what we want. We find it online. We go and look at it yeah. and that tends to be the home. Definitely depends, though. I mean, like what, you know, because what's your, you might need to discover, like, what are you really looking for in a home? And sometimes it, you don't know or don't realize that until you put boots on the ground. Or if you're, sure. and sure. especially as in your, maybe the first or second time you're buying a home, you're much more open to possibilities. You have less, uh, you're less picky maybe during those times, uh, mm -hmm. at, at least personal experience, less picky when we were I younger. Agree. And now we're pickier, or, you know, you know what you like and what you don't like. And so that helps you narrow things down quicker. Yeah, I think our first, purchase 
we hadn't even narrowed it down to house versus townhome. So we were looking at a bunch of both and it took being in several to be like, you know what? I, we really want to go the house route. And so, you know, then we started zeroing in a little bit more, but we were open to living in Durham, Cary, Raleigh, Chapel Hill, pretty much anywhere. So we were then, you know, then we had to narrow it in geographically. And so, yeah, we probably saw a few more in those early days, but, uh, but yeah, pretty cool. I uh, yeah. hope that helps you out. Jane gives you some expectations there. Uh, next question here is from Ben and Ben is in Wake Forest and says, is it okay to push back closing or is that date pretty set in stone? You know, I would try to make sure that you are hitting the closing date. Um, you just have to remember everything that goes into making a closing happen. Of course, we have the lenders, if there's a lender involved. We have our, our attorneys, of course, the real estate professionals. But I would say the most important thing are our clients, the buyer and the seller. And there's moving, moving that needs to take place. You know, it's turning off or turning on utilities, it's scheduling the movers, it's packing up. It just all the logistics that go into moving, it can be really difficult when there is a delay in closing. So there is an actual date on the contract, which is also on the settlement statement, an actual closing date. That's the date that recordation should take place and moving out and moving in should happen as well. With that being said, though, the contract does read that there is an allowable seven-day grace period as long as both parties are acting in good faith where no monies would be um, due payable for asking for that extension. So either party can take advantage of that seven-day grace period without being in breach of contract. But again, I would say on either side, buyer or seller, do your very best to close on time because again, you have to remember just the headaches that will be involved if you delay the closing even a day. Yeah, that's a really good point. And uh, the, the time to negotiate or push back closing is before you set the closing date, right? Like when yeah. that's part of negotiations is setting Before that you date, officially so. even go under contract. Yeah, yeah, figure out, hey, this day will work for us. You know, there's, there's always some hiccups that are out of everyone's control. You know, there could have been I don't know, a delay with financing or, you know, maybe your home didn't sell in time in order to purchase the next one. So, you know, some things are out of your control. But yes, do your very best to close on time. That closing date should be the date of closing. Yeah, I think about um, we're, we're negotiating with a builder right now, Angie, about like, hey, can we push out? You know, you want us to close on uh, the end of January. If we can just push it one week in you know february 1st even just the way the mortgage payments will hit it won't be until april that we've got to do a mortgage our lease ends in march so it'll it'll kind of be this perfect uh transition so are they being flexible uh we'll see We'll see. Yeah, yeah. But they are. I would say, you know, for the most part, you know, that it, it, so it is a little bit different when you, it is a resale home. Either party, buyer or seller, can delay for seven days without being in breach of contract, and there is no monetary uh, amount that needs to be given for that delay. Now, yeah. it is a little bit different when it comes to new construction, like you're doing, Walter. Yeah. Um, really, the the ball is in the the hands of that builder, um, and it is totally up to them on whether or not they will allow that extension. Some contracts read that there is a significant day-to-day expense if you delay. If the buyer is a delaying party. It's funny, though, on the flip side, the builder can be delayed, and it doesn't make a difference, right? Um, But if that buyer delays, no, no, no. Um, Most builder contracts read that the builder has two full years to build your home. 
even oh, wow. though you officially go into contract and they say, hey, your home will be ready in, let's just say, six months, mm-hmm. the contracts read typically that they have two years to for completion and they're not in breach of contract. So yeah. um, it's definitely swayed towards the seller builder in new home sales. So it is a little bit different there. Yeah, I'm interested to see if how flexible they are since we, you know, we didn't build the home and that yeah. we're just kind of coming in after someone else who had built the home backed out. So we're really yeah. just buying it, you know, we're stepping in at the very end of the process. And uh, yeah, on the contract paperwork and everything, there was no closing date. It was, we'll reach out to you with a closing date when we know what date that's going to be. And then, uh, so yeah, now, and they said, okay, so here are the dates. Do these look good? And so we're like, mm, I'm, bu- I'm really busy that week. Can we push it one week? <laughs> Actually, and I don't blame you. I try to push it too. I mean, just to skip another month of mortgage payment so you're not doubling yeah. up on that that Why lease not? and that mortgage. Yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> we're like, yeah, just, oh, man, the next week is, is much better. The, the last week of the month, always really busy work-wise. So if we can do the next week, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see yeah. how it works out. <laughs> should, should know some more in the next day or two. So we will see. Tina says, how do we determine a good list price for our home? This is one of those questions, Angie, that you could ask any week of the year. But this is, feels like the answer does change over time. Like there's there's the base, like this is always good practice answer to this question that I would imagine you would give. But then yeah. also with the changing market, you know, that influences how maybe this question plays out too a little bit, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, goodness, six months ago, I mean, a seller could throw their home on the market overpriced and they still got an overpriced offer. <laughs> like it, there was no yeah. rhyme or reason behind pricing a home. It was it was just silly. Yeah. Um, but that I, has I, now I don't changed. want to make this sound bad, but it's like the, the answer to that question six months ago was how greedy do you want to be? <laughs> oh, I mean, truly, truly. It was, I mean, again, it, there was there was no rhyme or reason behind yeah. like pricing. There was no guide. I mean, as a real estate professional, I could say, okay, your neighbor sold for this. And you could list at twenty thousand above that and sell twenty more above the twenty thousand. Like it, it made no sense. But we are in a different market now, and we are running into a lot of sellers who are having a hard time to understanding that it is completely different market than where we were six months ago. Although we still have, you know, as far as like average market conditions, low inventory, and so it's still a seller's market. We are now seeing where homes are sitting on the market where they have to be priced correctly. We're seeing a lot more, you know, just accommodations given to the buyer, you know, price reductions. We're seeing closing costs being given. So although, again, it is still a seller's market because of the amount of inventory that we have is still on on the lower end, it is definitely starting to gear towards the buyers now. So when it comes to pricing your home, price it right. So the way to go about pricing your home is you have a real estate professional to come out to your home, really view your home, you know, check out what type of improvements you've made on your home, just overall condition. And then with all of these facts, pull comparables. So pulling comparables is looking at the surrounding area, homes that are similar in age, square footage, um, and then overall condition. And from there, that's how we can come up with, hey, this is where we should list your home. This is where I feel confident you should get you know this amount of money within this range. So we need to look at comparables as far as a basis of a list price and what you can expect to net. 
It's a really good question. Thanks for sending that one in to us, Tina. And uh, this is one of those things where it's just it's a really personal question. you got to have the conversation, get some boots on the ground as well. That's very, very helpful. So definitely schedule a listing consultation with Angie's team. You can, again, get in touch by calling or texting her at 919-538-6477, 919-538-6477. All right, last question of the week comes to us from Bill in Wilmington. And Bill says, are we in the market now where we can offer under list price? You most definitely are. I know that's probably (laughs) exciting. Um, Yeah, um, I I would say most listings, they're closing out below the list price. Now, there are some pockets that we are still seeing multiple offers. I know that one of our agents just put a home under contract in Clayton that had multiple offers. Um, And it was actually like a 500 price point, multiple offers in Clayton. So here and there, we are still seeing some homes that are getting multiple offers, and then typically they go above the list price. Um, But I would say in general, we are seeing that buyers are able to negotiate. They're able to come in lower than list price, ask for seller paid concessions. And, and, you know, they feel like they're getting a little bit of a deal. So yes, for the most part, you can negotiate. And again, that's where a real estate professional steps in, guides you on how is a home currently priced? You know, what type of showings has have we um, expected? And we know a, a secretive way on the back end to see how many showings that home probably has received thus far um, to get a good feel on how strong of an offer we need to make to make sure that we win that him. You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com. Listen to past podcast episodes on the website, read the blog and all the great information, including the option to find a home right there on the website. That's acolerealty.com. And you can also call Angie with your questions, 919-578-3128. Did you know that Angie Cole also has a radio show? Tune into the Savvy Realtor, Saturdays at noon on 106.1 FM WTKK.